Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 17 of New York's Got Talent, the podcast. Today, we have a very special episode with four of my friends from the West 4th Street cage. I would have said the cage, but there's a lot of people who don't know what the cage is for whatever reason. And it's, it's crazy because I will, I will tell, you know, born and raised New Yorkers that I'm at the cage and they're like, what are you talking about? They don't know what the cage is. How do you not know the cage is? I knew what the cage was when I came out of my mother. You know, it's crazy. So then I have to specify the West Fourth Street basketball courts, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, I know, yeah." So you know the cage, whether you know the cage or not. You know what I'm saying? Um, so with us today, we have, we have, we have some people who kind of, t- in my eyes, represent the cage. Um, so we have to my left, we have Joey Goodwin, uh, my my friend um, who uh, owns Overthrow Gym. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you guys know of Overthrow Gym. You've probably seen the uh, the amazing commercial I made for them last year, um, that features a couple of my other guests on the podcast. Today. And it was what uh, Overthrow was very influenced by West Fork. Of course. So just even when I was creating the whole thing, I said, "How can I create a business that embodies the spirit that uh, Sherm yep. kind of constructed yep. of this, you know, competitive right. oddball place where okay. you know." We'll, we'll get into all that yeah. later. Let me just introduce the rest cool. of the crew. So we got Joey. We got Joey Goodwin, um, and you've been you've been uh, uh, frequenting the cage since the nineties. The late nineties. Late nineties. But you know, I, w- I got tossed in there, and then kind of it took. Uh, and and Joey a Joey's a fairly young man, like mid thirties. So thirty four. Thirty four. So you've been there since you were a teenager. Yeah, I was. I was watching for a very long time. Right. So I'm and watching him. Joey Joey is a. Uh, uh, a white man with a boyish face. So I'm, cur- I'm we'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about this later. But I'm curious how in the in the late '90s a white man, a white boy with probably even a more boyish face was able to uh, was make watching. his way in there. I oh, was you're wa- watching. I was okay, watching okay. We'll get time. into all this later. We'll get into all this later. I want to do the intros. So then we got uh, my friend Justin, Justin Swanson. 
Tompkins. Tompkins. <laughs> Why did I think your last name was Swanson? Tremani, Swanson. That's my brother's last name. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, shouldn't you and your brother have the same last name? We got different fathers. Oh, okay. Okay. He got, got my mother's last name, and I got my father's got last you, name. Got you, got you. And he so got the got, talent. So we got Justin. Um, yeah, he ain't on the run. So <laughs> wow. So Ready. Justin caught my eye uh, about three years ago um, because he's a little person who balls better than the rest of them or as good as the rest of them i won't yeah. say better but he's but got you say better okay <laughs> in in many cases better <laughs> yes yeah. his For game his, size. his game is like hypnotic like i could watch him play forever pause but <laughs> you 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 crush it you got a lot of fucking heart um and We'll, we'll get into your story later. You have a fucking crazy story. Because last I met you a year ago, and you were telling me what your hopes and dreams were. And fast forward to today, you've achieved those hopes and dreams. So I want to get into definitely. that. Um, then we got, sitting next to him, we got Butters with a Z. With a Z, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Butters, for those who can't see, none of you can see because this is a, an audio podcast. But Butters is a little bit younger than the rest of us. How old are you, Butters? 14. Butters is 14. But... He holds his own at the cage, right? Yes, he do. He does. He, came he a does. Long way. And he's 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 grown up. I've I've only I've only been friends with Butters for a year, but I've I've watched him grow. Um, so we got Butters on the podcast. Thank you for coming on, Butters. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, we have Sherm. Uh, I I asked Joey who's who's the Godfather of the cage. Simple question. He answered without hesitation, Sherm. Why is that Sherm? Well, I probably. Out of three of them, I probably was been down there the longest. Okay. This summer make thirty five years. Thirty five years at the cage. I'm thirty four to put that in perspective. That's crazy. <laughs> so. I came down to the cage when I was twenty one. Okay. And this summer I'll be fifty seven. Wow. You look damn good for fifty seven. I, I must drink say. milk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's the secret. I wasn't even asked you the secret, but that's it. Um. So what brought you to the cage 35 years ago? Well, a friend of mine used to work in Crazy Eddie's. No. Remember Crazy Eddie? Of Eddie's course. On 8th Street? I don't remember where it was, it but I remember the commercials. Okay, on 8th Street. Yeah. Friends of mine used to work in there. Right. So I came down there to buy a VCR. Okay. Insane. And when I got the VCR, I asked him a place to eat. Okay. And he said, down the block is McDonald's and... The train station, you could get on the train mm. on the next corner. Where, where were you living at the time? In Harlem. Oh, in Harlem, okay. So I walked down towards the park. I heard all this screaming. Mm-hmm. So I walked by the park. You couldn't even see in the park. That's uh-huh. how many people was around the, the, the cage at that time. Yeah, That's yeah. when it was called the cage. So I walked into the park. The game was over, so I asked one guy, can I have his, take his take his game uh-huh. and um the older guy named donald he was a vet way before yeah. i came he said no we don't want no little guys on our squad wow so that's the first time i ever been cut <laughs> yeah at west force when he said little guys did he made young or because you were short young age yeah, yeah okay. i probably was the same size oh okay. but i was younger yeah and um he didn't pick me then it was a guy who Name he used to be a model on the Marlboro commercial wow. cigarettes. Yeah, and um, he said, "Yo, you could play with me next." Wow. And I played 
one game and uh-huh. one all day. Okay. Ever since, every time I came out the train station, I was picked. So were you big into basketball at that time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uptown. Yeah, yeah. Uptown. Yeah. Uptown, they was calling me Sherm Ice, Ice. Right. But down on West 4th Street, they didn't know me. And you were, playing, you were playing street ball uptown? Mm-hmm. So, like Rucker? The Rucker. Okay. The old Rucker. The old Rucker. The so- old Rucker. Sorry to cut you off. Why'd they call you Ice? Well, my f- favorite basketball player was George Gervin. Okay. Me and my cousin, I wanted to be Dr. J, <laughs> but I didn't have the big afro. Okay. My cousin had the big afro, yeah. so we started calling him Dr. J. Okay. And I started calling myself the Ice Man. First, he used to be called the Ice Man. Uh-huh. Sherman Ice. A good friend of mine's um, ASAP Ferg father, mm-hmm. D. Ferg. Yeah. He started calling me Sherm Ice. He was with Bad Boy, right? Yeah, yeah. he broke it down from Sherman Ice to Sherm Ice. Wow. And then we went from there. They've been calling me Sherman Ice since I was 13. Okay. But didn't some of it have to do with your personality in terms of how you just kind of took no shit out there in terms of just the... No. No? No, no. That just... I chose that name. Okay. And then it kind of just grew on me from everybody. So that's what they started calling me. So when you first went to the cage, you played all day, and then you just got hooked on it. Oh, I've been going to the cage since May... 1984. Okay. So did you stop playing at, at the Rucker? Hmm. Oh, yeah. I stopped playing uptown. Wow. I just stopped playing basketball outside uptown. Huh. Was there a reason for that? Well, uptown. Like, obviously, it was more inconvenient for you to go to the Rucker no, or uptown in general. Well, uptown, you played against the same people all the time. Right. You came down to West 4th Street, different people every day. Really? Every day. Okay. You know, they come from Jersey, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, the Bronx. So you play with different players right. from different boroughs. Right. So that was kind of good for me. Sure. And as someone who's seen the cage change over 35 years, how would you say, and I'm sure there's many ways how it's changed, but from uh, the, the first you know, year that you were playing there to now, how, how would you say that it's changed? Oh, now a lot of people couldn't even play there. Back then? Couldn't even play. So they were they were. Straight. I was lucky because Smush Parker, he was one of the number one guys out there. His father, Bill Parker, mm-hmm. and Pop. Okay. They was running the park at the time. Okay. So they pulled me in. So I would play with them all the time. Okay. And so as all of the older guys was being pushed out, mm-hmm. they was pushing me towards the top to run the park. Right. But now you're saying it's it's easy for any Joe yeah, Schmo yeah, to play? Yeah, anybody playing now. So do, you, do you like that? or? Well, if you could play, you know, it's great for the park. But right. if you can't play, you shouldn't be out there. Right. You so know. what... What? And he's changed. Like in, oh, yeah. He's, he's changed in terms of, like, when I was younger, he, he didn't put up with anything. Right. Yeah, I, <laughs> was, I was, yeah, I was rough they, on anybody. And, okay. and, and now he's very accepting, and, right. uh, but he, he's changed a so lot. So that's, that's a good way to bring Joey in. So how did you start playing at the cage? And well, we're talking 99 right now. Well, playing is different from when I first kind of went in there. When I okay. first went in there, my dad basically pushed me in there. It was, you know, I was from Palm Beach, Florida, and, you know, I'd seen all the street ball stuff and just was enamored with the city and the city game so to speak and west fourth was this you know mythical place yeah. mm. and uh you know 
my dad being my dad pushed me in there. Right. And I somehow got in some game at the end of the day. It was the evening. And, you know, you couldn't get on the court till at, at that point till was the sun was going down was and there was garbage down. and homeless people. And right. for some reason, Butter was playing in one of those games. And I just remember he, he had the six train or the five train or four train or something tattooed on, it. Yeah. on his arm. And, and I Wait, just remember. Not, not no, Butters with nah, a Z. There was no. another Butter. Yeah, the yeah, first Butter. Oh, butter. the first Butter. The older Butter. And wow. I just remember being... I'm still terrified, even at 34, but I just remember being slammed into the fence oh, wow. and, and, you know, the whole whatever. But the, the real, when I started really playing was with, with Steve, okay. uh, and I was eighth grade or ninth grade, and Steve is this kid who grew up on Ave Street who became one of my dearest friends who, Steve was kind of stuck between the two worlds of, of Soho and kind of making his own way in terms of doing some stuff and extracurricular right. stuff, and, and, and Steve had this little jump shot and he had been around yeah. uh, uh, the park, I guess, since he was a little kid. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Steve kind of brought me in there and I could shoot a little bit and, and I got to play some, you know, right. on a, you know, but uh, I just remember watching him, you know, yeah. just uh, in awe in terms yeah. of just a maestro. Right. <laughs> That's the best way to, you know. You're talking about Sherm? Yeah. Just, you know, and the park was, it was just so different. It was, it was, it was, the backboards were different. The, mm -hmm. You know, the crowds on the fence were different. Right. The, you know, there was just a, a, this. You could kind of cut it right. with a knife in right. terms of uh, what was going on and the edge. And, 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 and literally, he ran this shit. Right. And there were these guys, you know, that you would and he would put them all in their place. And the ones that could play the, the, the Patriot style yeah. basketball that knew how to cut and the second guy was coming through and they mm -hmm. were definitely going to get the ball because the first guy never gets the ball mm -hmm. but the second guy is always going to be open mm -hmm. is getting mm -hmm. the ball and you know I, I always am, have been a, a good passer so I could never play with Sherm at all because I'll miss every fucking layup he throws mm -hmm. to me but I would when I was playing in my own way in my own different worlds I was always the one pushing the ball trying to throw it ahead and mm -hmm. you know and then I made a good uh, my dearest friend Magic Sidney Smith you know and there's a lot of relationships mm -hmm, have come mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. the park, but and, uh, and what did it? What does it mean to to organize? Or I'm sorry, to uh, what'd you call it? Or yeah, to orchestrate. Well, they they call me all kinds of names. The general, the general. That's what Roz called me. The mm -hmm. the um, the playmaker. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like I just like playing the game. I don't have to score. Mm -hmm. You know, assists, helping somebody else score. Mm -hmm. I get excited just by yeah. assists. Yeah. You know, I don't have to score. The, my scoring days is over. When mm -hmm. I used to be a nut, at one time I wouldn't even pass the ball. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I started changing my game up. And um, Well, you played to win. Like, in it, it, always, it was always about playing to win. To win, yeah. That wasn't, oh, I got to win. Right. I got to win. Right. And then if you didn't play to win, to win, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't pick you. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't pick you. Right. I, it's still now today, a lot of people, we good friends. But we don't play together. Right. So would you say that uh, back in the day there was kind of more order, and now it's kind of yeah, it was a, a lot little, of order, a little less organized. Yeah, the, oh, it was a lot of order. <laughs> right. We had a blackboard. You sign your name. It wasn't no paper. Right. You sign your name on the blackboard. So how's it done now? Well, we got certain guys out there that be <laughs> cheating the list, like I, I worthy. They be yeah, cheating yeah, the I, list, <laughs> charging people. Right. To play. I heard that there's some hustling going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But which personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, nah, <laughs> it, it give the park a bad name. You think so? Yeah, because people come to me and they go, "Yo, 
who's that guy out there? You got to pay to play. This right. is a public park. Right, right. You know, you know. But it is the cage. You know, it is it's, a, it's a landmark. You got to you got to pay to go up to the top of the Empire State Building. No, no, no. <laughs> but if you can play, you yeah. shouldn't have to pay. But it's true. It's like a it's funny how the economy popped up. Right. And yeah. so when Sherm, So as soon as Sherm moved to Atlanta, the park went. Whoop. And when did you move to Atlanta? <laughs> 2005. OK, so it's been like 15 years 14, since 14, 14 years yeah. since the park's heyday. Well, it's not the same because they call me all the way at, in Atlanta. <laughs> Yo, what's the name? Fucking up the park. Mark no. doing this. I be like, put them on the phone. Yeah. I be like, yo, what you doing? You yeah. messing up the day. Yeah. And then they're straightening up or sometimes like Mark, not little Mark, likes it, Mark. He uh-huh. fuck up the court. Yeah. You know, some people just like that attention to mess right. up the court. Like right. Beanie, I love him to death. Yeah. Off the court, he a nice guy on the court. Right. People change. Right. They, you know, they want to win. They cheat. Yeah, yeah. They mess the game up. But it's still all. So what would you say was the, the heyday for the cage? From when I got there in 84 to 93. Okay. And 92. why was that? What made it so special? It was, it was still exciting then. Yeah. Everybody was coming out to play and, you know. Like I said, if you couldn't play, you had to start from the the cage court, the side court. The side court, the basket. baby court, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, if you graduated from there, yeah. you know, if somebody saw interest in you, they'd pull you from that court right, onto right. the big court. And like, did any of the street ballers go on to have a professional career in yeah, the NBA? Yeah, yes. A lot of I mean, when I was playing in the, I was playing in the tournament up to 96. Uh-huh. That's when I got shot. Oh, shit. Yeah, in my left knee. So my speed, that kind of changed. Right. The way I really right, right, right. wanted to play, I didn't have the speed. Were you trying I, to to make it to the NBA prior no, to that? No, oh, no. no. See, about t- when I was playing, you know, everybody was running around in the street selling weed, yeah, hustling. So I got caught up in that area. Right, right, right. But basketball kept me out of trouble. Okay. You know, till today I can say I've never been high in my life. Mm. I don't smoke. I don't drink beer, champagne. Never. Mm. I never did none of that. Mm. So basketball kept me away from those yeah. things. I, I feel like so many people have a similar story, you know, where they could have gone down a wrong path, but instead found something they were passionate about, went out every single day. And, oh, that and was my get high. What's, what's interesting is I feel like people might have, uh, have the idea that, like, the, the cage might be, like, a, a bad influence on people, mm-hmm. but in reality, it's like... It's it's harmless fun, you know. It's it's keeping people off the street and mm-hmm. having fun, and it's like, you know, it's like a a, a club, you know. It <laughs> is. It, well, we all call each other family. Yeah. Like all the younger guys that I I like, I care about, I call them my nephews. Mm. So they all call me uncle. Right. You know. So that that kind of makes me feel good that right. you know they have enough respect for me. Mm-hmm to call me uncle right. while I'm calling them nephew. Right. So if you get that from me, that means I like you, I love you, mm-hmm. and I care about right. you. Right. So some of the, 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 the cats that went on to play in the NBA, I know you got Smush Parker. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, Anthony Mason used to play out there against yeah. us. Um, yeah. Jason Williams, the one that played for the Nets, that yeah. shot the, his yeah. thing. Um, what's the name played out there three games before he was in that motorcycle accident? Jay Williams? Yeah. yeah. He came out there. Um, wow. Who else played out What about the guy on the what Spurs? About, in the, in the, oh, yeah. Mario Ellie. 
Oh wow. Yeah, he played and down. Did Telfair play? Who? Telfair. Sebastian Telfair. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. What about Clark Ellie? Yeah, Clark Ellie. Clark, Ellie. Clark um, was his brother. Right. Yeah. So back in its heyday, was there like competition between the Cage and the Rucker? Nah, like a, the, a lot of people that played in the Rucker, the only thing they didn't like about West Fourth Street, it was too small. Mm. The competition, that's the thing about it. People say how you play on that small court. Right. Okay, it's a small court, but the competition is big. Right. So that made up for playing on a, a bigger court mm-hmm. than playing on a small court. Right. Because you get on a big court, nobody want to run on a big court. Right. You know, right. it's not that exciting. But that small court, you got to be fast like this one right here mm-hmm. or have a somewhat jump shot like this one here. Yeah. But it was always great for me. I, you know, I never looked at West 4th Street as being small. Right, right. So, Justin, how did you get into all this? Um, one day we went on my school facing, I went to um, facing history high school on 50th Street, Park West, and my school went on a trip. And after the trip, we went to, I don't know, I think we went to a museum, like on 14th Street mm. somewhere. Then we went to McDonald's. We seen McDonald's right there. Wow, it all starts at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. when you go to McDonald's, it's an upper floor. Yep. And everybody, like, eating on the upper floor. And you can see through the window. Mm-hmm. And my, me and my, my, my friends from school saw the, the court. And it was, like, it wasn't that packed that day. So, so what I, year was this? This was, like? Probably, like, yeah, 2011. Okay. Probably 2011. Okay. And we went to go play. After we ate, we went to go play. And we just, from there, I just... Loved the park. Yeah. The and they they let you play? Yeah. At first, it was like uh, iffy. Yeah. Like the first time they, because there was nobody there, I played. Right. But every time I came back, misfits. it took me like four or three games away to play. Yeah, yeah. Like I had to really squeeze through and ask, right. beg people, can Were I play? Were you the there? ball boy at Pro City yet? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I used to work at <laughs> Pro City. That's where I first saw <laughs> it. People knew oh, you. Wow. They yeah, all knew people you. People knew me, but they mm-hmm. didn't like. Because I think I was out there. They didn't think I could play. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that. They just. Knew who I was because right. of my brother name. Okay. I w- I remember I was sitting with Steve, and I remember you came out. And I'm like, this guy's gonna be my friend. He's like, shut <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> so I'm sure I'm sure over the course of your life, it's like nothing new that people might judge you based on your height. Yeah, people always judge me over my height. Like, does it how does it make you feel good to like prove them wrong when when you actually get a ball yeah, in your hand? It's the best. It's I like, bet, man. It's just got to be just such a good feeling. Just being myself and hot, being like yeah. playing on the court. Same 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 goes for you, Butters. Just as like a young a young kid, you know, a young white guy. Like you, you know, you get the ball and then you fucking show him what's up. Yeah. You know, that's got to be a great feeling. Yeah, they didn't want him to play. I had to speak. They didn't want Butters to play? Because, I mean, that Butters caught my eye because I'm like, who's this, you know, 12, 13-year-old white kid playing with all these big dudes? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on there? So how, how, did, how did you get, get into all this? All right, so as Sherm said, like, people start off at the side court. Yeah. Right? So that's where I started off. Uh, but what was, brought you there in the first place? Oh, I was just, like, walking by one day with my friends that played soccer and stuff. Okay. But I got into basketball again. when, Like, before I moved to New York, I lived in South Carolina and Massachusetts. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, you've been around, right? Yeah. yeah. Fugitive. And, <laughs> and, like, I got into basketball again. And then one day I just went on the gate, and then they were arguing. Clef was arguing with some other dude, and mm-hmm. I was like, that was a foul. And then Clef's like, mind your business, little boy, <laughs> like, like he always does. You said just said that, like, as a spectator? Yeah, yeah, and he's like, mind your business. Wow. And then I was like, yeah, all right. And then uh, the next day I go there to play on the side court, and then the tournament starts up. 
And then I just like sat down in the front row with my friends and we just waited till like the whole tournament was over and then we played after. And then that one day uh, I met Sherm. Uh -huh. I was just shooting around with some kids and then I met Sherm and he told us that he had like a pickup tournament and we should come. Uh -huh. And after that day I started going like a lot and playing on the side court yeah. and stuff. What did you see in him, Sherm? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but what, you went out of your way to tell him that he had a, nah, he, that he had an opportunity he had, to play. He was a, he had a good spirit. Yeah. He was out there having fun with his friends, and I just said to him, I said, "Yo, we got a tournament coming up. Anybody could play." Okay. And that was it. So what happened after you played that that tournament? Uh, I mean. Like, at what like, point did you kind of make a name for yourself at the cage? Well, when he asked me, um, he actually, like, he told everybody, like, he introduced me to everybody because he asked me what, what my name was, and I was like, Butters with a Z. He's like, no, we already got a Butter. I'm like, no. But, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Wait, so you you had you had your own nickname. They didn't give it to you? No, my okay. brother gave it to His me. His brother. Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. Where, did, where did Butters come from? It came, it actually came from the South Park show. <laughs> wow. When I was, when, when I was um... When I was I hoping was, that was the answer. <laughs> yeah. When I was, uh, like, when I used to live in the Bronx, um, uh, like, near Palm Bay Park by the 6th train, that's, I used to play around there, and we used to watch South Park a lot, and uh -huh. I was, like, way chubbier than yeah, yeah. I've ever been, and I was short, and then he called me Butters, and then he came to the park one day and told everybody to call me Butters, and that's, like, how it caught so on. So it stuck, okay. And so I, like, ever since I moved out from the Bronx, like, I couldn't find a park to name myself that, yeah. and then I finally found West 4th, yeah. and then that's, like... How I okay. got it back. All right. So you told him your name was Butters. He said, nah, we already have a Butters. Yeah, I told him with a Z. So then you said with a Z, yeah. and you were cool with that? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> we already have one. And then he told everybody. Yeah. He was like, yeah, this is this is the new protege, Butters wow. with a Z. <laughs> so how do people get nicknames at the at the cage? I give them to them. Yeah? Oh, so they, <laughs> yeah. those come from Sherm, huh? Yeah, well... You gotta look like a character, okay. or look like somebody. <laughs> yes. And I, Donkey. yeah, yeah, we, we got a new. Yeah, give me guy. some of the names. Well, the newest one is Donkey from Shrek. You <laughs> <laughs> so short, dude. Yeah, so you call him Shrek. Donkey we, from Shrek, okay? He liked that too. He likes it. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> what else you got? We got Street Brother. We call him Boulevard because they look alike. Okay. Um, can't really what, think. Joey, of him. do you have a nickname? I never had a you nickname. never had a nickname? Nah. nah. Why? One time someone called me Wall Street or something a long time oh, wow. ago. I call him actually one time Joey Butterfuco. You know I what? Wow. Ho Jose <laughs> during my, my teenage years, Jose used to call me proactive. Wow. <laughs> wow. Justin, wow. do you have a nickname? Sometimes Sherman be calling me Lego Batman. Lego <laughs> Batman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, so to to to, to go back to Justin, uh, I kinda hinted at it at the beginning. But uh, I, I met Justin. Well, I've, I've known about Justin for like three years, uh, but it wasn't until last year that I, I kind of sat down and interviewed you, learned your story. And when I asked you what your, what your goal was, you told me that you wanted to play for the Harlem Globetrotters. And I learned that your, your brother, who's also a little person, plays for the Harlem Globetrotters. So I was just like fascinated by this. Um, and I was a little skeptical too, because it's like, you know, why would the Harlem Globetrotters have two little people on the team? You know what I'm saying? So when you told me that, I was like, I, I really hope that this happens, you know? Me too. And uh, lo and behold, like like six yeah, months yeah, later, yeah, yeah, no. six no. months later, I find out that, that he gets picked up by the Harlem Globetrotters. So 
I'm so I'm so happy for you. When I saw when I saw you in a jersey for the first time, it was like my fucking like my son, you know, like <laughs> it, yeah. you know, it just like I was so happy for you because I Appreciate literally it. got you on camera telling me that, and you know there 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 was no prospects at the time, um, but but it just shows what what can happen when you set your mind to something. You know what I'm saying? Work um, hard, work hard, man. But but uh, but yeah. So now you're on the Harlem Globetrotters, which is crazy, because the Harlem Globetrotters that's that's history right there. Yeah. Scooby Doo. Any, anybody. Scooby Doo. I saw them when I was a kid. You know, like that was that was that was some of the the most meaningful uh, events that my my father took me to was mm-hmm. going to see the Harlem Globetrotters. To this day, I still can't believe that I am. It's crazy. <laughs> so you and your bro play for the Harlem Globetrotters, and I first saw him at Pro City. What's that? First time I ever yeah, seen Pro City is a, a Nike basketball tournament. Oh, okay. First time yeah. I see him, he was like the ball boy. He is sit on the end of the court in the chair. Mm. Feet don't touch the ground. Right. <laughs> and everybody knew him, so that's how I knew him when he started coming down to West Fall. Right, right. Um, was was your height something that people picked on you for when you were a kid? All the time. All the time. Is it but something that you it ever got sounds over? Like it was real rough. Yeah. Like I really wanted to hurt myself at times. Yeah. But thank it's, God I had a brother that yeah. like showed me yeah. the way. And basketball that would help me would gain you, confidence in myself. Do you feel like basketball helped give you confidence? Helped me a lot, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I could imagine. And my brother did too. Yeah. My mom's. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. God. Her yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a strong woman. That's so. crazy. It's amazing. Um, so we we talked about your origin stories so what keeps you guys coming back to the cage you know i know that i know that it's changed a lot but it's still it's still home for you guys i don't know what i'd do if i couldn't come back to the cage it's just like a family now Mm -hmm. it's like me and sherman people like sherman joey like before i met joey like he, he picked me he didn't he didn't I don't know what made him believe it. Oh, I played good one day mm-hmm. against some o- older Harlem guys. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, <laughs> it's not that you played well. It's actually that. So you were they were playing against Jose and Rail, mm-hmm. and he cowered down. Everybody mm-hmm. bitched up, and oh. you didn't back down. You Jose said he was going to kick you over the fence, but you kept. <laughs> yeah, it was a and, time. And, yeah. and and you kept fouling, stealing the ball. Just keep you kept coming no matter what, and the whole. And that was your your aura, mm-hmm. right? And you know that's when I see him, you know, he can pass the ball a little better. But you know, it's <laughs> it, it's 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 that it's that aura that you got to just keep going no matter mm-hmm. what, right? Like even uh, just a documentary with Sherman, he said the day his you know sister passed away, the first place he went was to the court, right? Mm. After the funeral, right? My father so passed should, away. Yeah. The next day, I was at West Fourth. I wouldn't have been mm-hmm. anywhere else just because it was like. But it's you just kind of got to keep going, oh, no yeah. matter what, right? Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Now, I also want to thank Joey because before, like, um, I, I was just looking for a job. I was doing was doing Pro City, but after Pro City, like, it was like getting boring. I didn't make a lot of money. Yeah. And he also mm. took me in as. I don't pay you that much money. At first, he paid me a lot of money. It was good. Yeah. Sure, we almost went out of business. You should have never stopped stripping. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Butters, what about you? As someone who's so young, 
like you don't see you don't i mean i don't see any anybody your age on the court or am i wrong i mean there mm-hmm. are not really right yeah. not prime time what is yeah. that what is that like for you at school? Because I'm just thinking. Oh, he the man. We made I, him the right. Man. Yeah, I figured. Everybody, because I, I if even my teachers call me Butters. Oh my, oh my. That's friends. amazing. So I, I went to school uh, a few blocks away, mm-hmm. and you know we had like recess in McDonald's Park. You know when it was called McDonald's Park. Um, so like the cage is a big part of my life. I would pass it every day on my way to school. And I'm just trying to think, like, if I was a 14-year-old and I was actually playing and, like, holding my own at the cage, how fucking cool I would be at school. So it it, it translates over time. Like, it's that's still the case. Yeah. Butters can't say it because he's too humble, but... No, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. But you, do you, you play for your school team too, right? Yeah, I do. Um, how, does the, how does the cage help you, uh, you know, how, how does the cage help you play for... I mean, you know, competitively. You know, it gets me tougher, stronger, more yeah. aggressive. And also, it's not just, like, how I play. It helps me mature more to mm-hmm. be around, like, certain people. Since I'm around a lot of grown-ups, yeah. it's, like, a maturing me. And I'm, like, I'm not acting always, like, I'm, like, different from my friends because, like, they're, they're, they don't have the ma- same mindset as me because, like, of the people I'm around all the time. Yeah. I, have, I have, like, a more mature, like, grown-up mindset. And, all like, right. I'm always chill. I don't, I don't really do and uh, what's the deal with uh, all the trash talking at the cage? Oh, the Seems a little part. excessive. No, you have Do you think to it's for real or it's, the best no. part. it's for show? <laughs> no, it's for show. <laughs> it's for like, you know, sometimes it gets out of hand, but yeah. that's the best thing about the cage, trash talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, you can talk junk, but you got to back it up. Of course. But if you don't back it up, you'll look bad. Who's, who's the best trash talker at the cage? Actually, let me rephrase that. Who talks the most trash at the cage, whether it's good trash or bad trash? Clyde talks a lot. We can back it up. Clyde. Clyde. I'm trying to think. I don't know who Clyde is. Let me see. Clyde talks trash. Beanie talk, but Beanie backs it up. Beanie backs it up. Jamal. Jamal. Yeah, Shuby. But he kind of erratic sometimes. But I go with Clyde and beanie because they could back it up mm-hmm. i mean a few years ago like 10 10 years ago people would stop and like now it's yeah whatever but people would stop <laughs> and they would watch him talk they would watch <laughs> gary who would just oh yeah backboard gary <laughs> back, yeah, gary we, canoe we, yeah we, know, we used to home. stop the crowd and i mean play, people butter people would yeah. it, they would just it was, it was the most i mean it was ridiculous yeah like people would just it wasn't it wasn't even basketball it was it was really stand up oh when you do the stand up <laughs> yeah. stop the game and do the stand up <laughs> and that's this, amazing the shit yeah, that would come mean. out of people's mouths was you know i mean that's why i'm drawn to the cage you know i, I like basketball but i'm not the biggest fan of watching basketball mm-hmm. but the cage just has like a whole other element to it like yeah, it's it yeah. really is entertainment a charisma yeah yeah you it, know it's really like, entertaining it's really entertaining and just especially like being able because like now i'll chill inside the cage before i was like kind of too too <laughs> intimidated to walk in mm-hmm. but after i like made some made some friends at the cage a lot of people say that absolutely yeah, it's yeah, intimidating especially yeah. with all the trash talking it's yeah. like mm-hmm. you don't want to be on the other side of that um but now that i'm like inside the cage and and i can like hear people's conversations and mm-hmm. also be a part of those conversations it's nonstop entertainment. Yeah. And I, I don't know that you can find that anywhere else in, in the no, world. You're not. You know? 
Um, Could I reference reference something he said? Please. Though? So, <clears throat> in terms of like strength, and in terms of, and you said something about, uh, you know, you never drank, you never did drugs, and you know, what I and just kind of you a little bit, and and I went down my own path of sitting with Leo and doing a lot of dumb shit, right? <laughs> but like, even as I got older, like, and you know, listening to that, being around Sydney, you know, like strength. You know, when you're younger, you think you go to school and, you know, I play at the cage and I'm around a bunch of guys and I can do this or that. But that what strength is, is, you know, I think for me, at least West Fourth was a huge part of this transformation of what strength is. Right. Where it used to be that I could go and blah, 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 run my mouth and I hit jump shots and did this or that or whatever. And But it became this. It's about inner strength. Right. And it's about discipline and it's about just having that mindset that, you know, you're going to get hit. You're going to hit somebody back. You're mm-hmm. going to get up. You're going to keep going. And, like, you know, that, I, you know, that, and I think for me, at least, that's something. It took a little bit of time, but it's, you know, something that I take away a lot. And that I think, you know, I've, I've seen quite a few of, of this hue go down a wrong path because they get totally mixed up in what they think right. the perception should be, right? And, mm-hmm. and that's not what strength is. It's kind of what you were talking about, this mindset. And, you know, it yep. got off a path, but... Uh, it's just something that strikes a chord with me mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, that I look up to, yeah. you know. Who would you say are some of the, the, the main characters at the cage? What, now? Yeah, like people who really stand out. Not in terms of their ability to play ball, just like interesting people. Like Leo. I know, yeah, I was going to say, Leo. <laughs> so who's Leo? Paint Leo's a picture of Leo for us. The old drunken guy. Okay. <laughs> and Leo's Leo. Lounge. Leo so lounge. can you explain what Leo's Lounge is? Cause oh, I, oh, Leo's Lounge is for all the guys who want to get high. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. they want to drink, smoke weed. That's a little section. And they're in the handball court area. Yeah, in yeah. the corner. In, in the, the corner. corner. Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> so... You, so, call it, you call it Brooklyn? That, that, you could call that the dead zone, <laughs> the <laughs> ground zero. Okay. But um, everybody that's over there, <laughs> we, we got to shout out Heavy, though. So Heavy. Oh, yeah, yeah, rest yeah. in peace, Heavy. Rest in peace, Heavy. Who's Heavy? He was one of the g- good guys. I knew Heavy since, like, 1979. Wow. When Heavy used to be running around in Harlem. Yeah. He used to run around Harlem with the big-time mm-hmm. dealers or hustlers and i was a young guy but that's what kept me out of trouble mm-hmm. from messing with drugs yeah the older guys they kept on me okay they they told me if you want to be around us you can't do what we do until you old enough to do make your you own decisions own yeah. decisions exactly yeah. and seeing them fall on their face and the condition it was leaving them made me when I turned of age didn't even want to do it you know That's, when yeah. I when I was little you know my mother and them they had card games every week you know my cousin and us we'd take a beer mm-hmm. and all of us sip yeah. from it and I didn't like the taste yeah. then yeah. one time uh, I remember one of a good friend Harry Hill he passed me a joint I took a puff of it and I blew it out like a cigarette and he said you wasted it and yeah. took it from yeah, me yeah, yeah. and I never did it again right. and that was it yeah but the older guys, they was my older sister friends. Right. And they kept me out of trouble. Mm. You know, and then my mother, a big family, she's the oldest out of 15. Mm. Okay. So anybody in the neighborhood, the older men, they go, use Emily's boy. Mm. 
take your ass back on the on the block. So mm-hmm. I couldn't do nothing because everybody knew my mother, my uncles. Right. So they kind of kept me from getting involved with drugs in the streets. Wow. And, you know, my sister was killed by a crackhead. So that really bothered me. And that that's the one... After her funeral, I changed my clothes and went to West 4th Street. And for that day, I forgot about everything because right. I was having fun at the park yelling and things like that. And um, so, like I said, the older guys kept me out of trouble. Right. That's why when I see young guys, mm-hmm. I pull them in. Of course. And, you know, if I see them doing something they shouldn't be doing, I tell them, yo, you shouldn't right. be doing that. If they don't want to listen, that's their fault. Right. You know, I'm going to give you advice. It's up to you to take it, Absolutely. use it in the right way. If you don't, it's nothing I can do about it. It's beautiful. But, you know, these guys right here, like Joey and all, I call, every time I text him, what's up, nephew, what mm-hmm. you doing? I call him. Mm-hmm. You know, when he got minutes on his phone, I call <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I call him, and they go, Unc, what's up? You going to be at the park? How you doing? Uh, brother, yeah. call me. Yeah. When I'm in Atlanta, I get more calls when I'm in Atlanta than yeah. when I'm up here. So you're you're in Atlanta in the winter and then yeah, here in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Like after October, I'm gone. Right. Then um, I come up. I I come in for Christmas, and then I won't be back until May. Okay. Um. Wow. So okay. So Leo's Lounge. That's is that like where all the so it's basically like the old folk and the people who want to get drunk well, and no, high. No, the younger people they over there. But then we got the the Hamboy family. Right. Rookie. You know, Fred, Rookie, and them. All of them. We all. Like I said, anybody that comes in the park, we consider family. Right. We look out for each other. Okay. And then who are some other characters? <laughs> Where'd Clef come from? Who's Cl- which like, one's Clef? I don't Ross. Know. Ross brought Clef. Okay. When he makes a shot, he always smacks. And why is oh, Clef? Yeah, yeah. Why is Clef never aged? He jumps a lot less higher, but he's never he, aged. Oh, he eats right years. and smoke weed. <laughs> I met uh, I met Trevor. I like Trevor. Travis. 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 I'm sorry. Oh, Travis. Travis is a veteran. <laughs> He's a veteran. Yeah, yeah. I met Travis uh-huh. in Tillery Park in Brooklyn. Wow. Yeah, like in 80. When I first went to Brooklyn, because I wouldn't go to Brooklyn. I didn't start going to Brooklyn until 87. Okay. When I, I got cool with the Brooklyn guys. Right. And I went to play in um, Erasmus High School against BLS. Okay. And that's the first time I ever been in Brooklyn. Wow. So I took my little toolie with me. Uh-huh. To feel comfortable. Okay. <laughs> so after the game, I just went straight home. And I didn't go back to Brooklyn until the guys from Brooklyn asked me to play in certain tournaments right. in Brooklyn. And that's how I got cool with a lot of Brooklyn guys because Harlem guys, we didn't like Brooklyn. Right. Because, you know, we called them hyenas. Right. Because they were always robbing and stealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the name they had. But you couldn't judge all Brooklyn guys right. like that. So all the guys I met from Brooklyn, I met from West Forster. Okay. So you met Travis back then? I met Travis in Tillery Park. Oh, in Tillery. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, in Tillery yeah. Park. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I was talking to Travis the other day. Or no, Joey, you introduced me to Travis. And uh, he pulled out his dictionary, which I guess he carries with him everywhere, and tries to learn 10 new words a day, which I was very impressed by. He's real by. intelligent. Travis very impressed wrong, by yeah. that. And, and mm-hmm. Travis just like embodies this like love of the game, right? So oh, whatever, yeah, I can tell. Whatever is like going on and... and talk to him a little bit about his personal life but you know you'll see him at second avenue like you could just tell like basketball yeah he's just has saved has yeah. really saved his life yeah. in some yeah. way I'm, yeah, I'm, you yeah. know he loves basketball like, he'll find a court anyway and, and every year 
he comes back with the same type of basketball. A bad one. <laughs> a bad one. Yeah. Last year I threw away that ball. Right. Gave him a brand new one. Next day he come back with the same ball. Wow. He grows them or sleep with them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> grows them. Wow. Where, where, where did Sean with the quarter in his ear, how oh, did Sean. that even come? Oh, Sean. And is he the all-time leading scorer at West Fork in terms yeah, of pickup yeah. games? Well, pickup, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we call him Sean Elliott. At that time, that's before he started wearing quarters in his ears. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to call him instant offense. The guy would shoot from anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't play that much D, but offense-wise, he was one of the best ones out there mm-hmm. in pickup. What about Jack Ryan? Oh, Jack, when Jack first came out there with them little shorts on, him and his um, brother, mm-hmm. and I started calling Hulk Hogan because mm-hmm. his brother had the beard and then the hair started coming out. So. Mm-hmm. Jack came out there. This is the white guy. Yeah, he came out there, and he dunked. Hmm. And I was like, yo, who that white guy dunking? And he was <laughs> like, we don't know. <laughs> so I said, hey, white boy, where you going with those shorts on? You going catch a yeast infection? Because <laughs> he had the little shorts on. And then I picked him, him and his brother, and that was it. Wow. That's how, that's how Jack, Jack just came. But Jack said he used to play in um, that beach tournament. Hmm. Um, not Howard Beach. um Reed's Beach. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where Jack come from. Right. That part of um, Brooklyn. Okay. And then one day he just came out to West 4th Street, him, his brother, and his best friend, Turk. Okay. And that's how we got cool. Wow. He, he had a tryout with the Nets. He was, he's like legitimately mm-hmm. one of the best shooters in the world. Wow. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he had, he, like he said in his, his movie, Losers, he had a drinking habit. Mm. And that's what, you know, he went to... A, two junior colleges he had um nba scouts looking at him but his temper and his drinking what was know, his last name jack ryan jack ryan losers the netflix yeah oh Looked wow at it. he yeah. has an episode on there yeah oh, i'm in it, it you're in it yeah. nice i'll check that out <laughs> um did lloyd ever play pickup who damn yeah what was that that's like? how i met him how he met played him? with brownsville okay lloyd was like one of the biggest point guards Running West 4th Street. Hmm. He was real good. Jump yeah. shot, passing everything. Right. Yeah, you know, but then he got caught up in drugs. Right. Yeah, he was an NBA too. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. Lloyd Daniels. Yeah, Lloyd Daniels. Who is the old white guy who sits um, next to Worthy? Next to Worthy? Uh, as the, the guy with the glasses. Coach. That, yeah, coach. Yeah, coach. Oh, coach. Who is oh. coach? Oh. Coach just came out of here. Coach knows He's a lot like of people. He's like 80 years old, right? 180, but wow. um, <laughs> coaches, he just came out there and started sitting with us, and we adopted him, man. He lived on the other side of Washington Square Park. Wow. In that tall white building. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's where so he, he I've been just, to his house before. So he never played with you guys? He just watches? Nah, nah. He, when we met him, he was like that old. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago was that? I knew Coach for about 20 years. Wow. And does he talk very much, or does he just yeah, watch? Yeah, yeah. He, he got jokes, too. Really? Yeah, he was <laughs> hey. snapping on everybody. Oh, wow. And how, how often is he out there? Well, he'll be out there every day once it get, the tournament starts. That's, That's when he, he started coming around, me and his wife Did he ever real used cool. to play ball? I don't know. <laughs> they call him happy feet, some people. He, um, he know the coach. He know a lot of coaches, big-time coaches. Okay. He, he, he got his hand in the bucket with a lot of right. top coaches. Right. 
Yeah. And who's the guy who I always see filming? With streets. The He's calling streets. Oh, street. Yeah. Yeah. What's his deal? Sherm used to call him a dirty Muppet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he a nice guy. He re- he real talented. Yeah. He, he could draw. You know. Oh, he, nice. he can draw. Yeah. He. Yeah. I you like know. him. I like how he's always just like in the corner mm-hmm. filming, mm-hmm. filming he's away. He's website, like me. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. So what is uh what does the future have in store for the cage? Well, I, I'm not ready to pass it down yet. Yeah. But I figure, give me three more years, I'll be sixty. So. In three years, I'll let you know what's oh, going to happen. How, how does it come back? Hmm? Like, how does it come back? Because, and just something else I was thinking was, um, you know, you look at Nike and you look mm. at all this grassroots stuff. And, and when I first was coming down there, I just remember, you know, the, the, the ba- basketball TV, the blog. I remember reading, the mayor of West Forth is, you know, running the court for pickup. And then Booger Smith is, and Kenny's Kings are coming in. The You know, how does it can it ever come back to that day where, you know, because so much of this grassroots stuff was born, like, mm-hmm. in these environments at a place like West 4th Street, yeah. you know, watching, you know, you know, the, the Saving Glover Nike commercial yeah. with Future and, you know, all this stuff. But, but can it ever come back to what it was and, and well, how they, can it get there? They say, you know, things, especially with you, goes around mm-hmm. and comes back. What it goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, I, I hope I can be out there and say, yo, this is how West Forsty used to be. And I think it could happen because, you know, you got, you got different people coming in there. The, the younger guys, they, they're acting more mature. Mm-hmm. They ain't reckless like they was at one time when we had to stop all the young guys from signing the list. Right. So now we having more young guys sign the list. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it looking better than what it was at mm-hmm. one time. He couldn't, no way he could have played. No way. Talking about Butters. Butters. Any of us. <laughs> Any of us. So, like I said, I hope. <laughs> but do you think it's better now that you, you guys are more open to allowing people yeah, to play? Yeah, 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 yeah. We was selfish at one time. Right. Man, you know, we didn't even give you a chance to show if you can play. If you came in the park. And God be like, yo, who got next? We go, it's a list. Yeah, yeah. And he go, can you sign? I said, no, it's too many names yeah, going yeah. now. You, uh-huh. gotta be, you gotta come early. Yeah. It'd be like 30 of the same yeah. name. Same name. Right. Same yeah. name. And then if you was on the list, yo, when I go, I go, you right here. Yeah. But yo, didn't he play? No. Somebody <laughs> picked him. Sure was me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like it. Yeah, I didn't. Know. You couldn't get on that court, especially wow. when I was playing. What was your turning point? My knees and everything started. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't be out there. So since I couldn't be out there, I just said, yo, let anybody, let everybody who can play, play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at one time, mm, mm. you couldn't. Even if I knew you, nah, you can't get out there. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want the, the court to get tarnished. Right. Because everybody know, yo, you have to be able to play to go to West 4th Street. Right. And now, you know, I got other guys that, yo, man, what's going on with your park, man? Um, I see everybody out there. So I said, well, uh, prime time, you won't see them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Prime time, you won't see them. Right. If they out there before, we let them play, but when the prime time players come, time to go. Yeah. But he made it to prime time. You know when it just made it to prime you time. You know when it all changed? 
when was the last time that a, a basketball went into Sixth Avenue? How many basketballs have you kicked in the Sixth oh, Avenue? Oh, a lot. <laughs> a lot. I mean, those Sixth Avenue would fly down the train station. Wow. <laughs> so you know, I haven't seen but, that in a long time. Yeah, you know, I changed. Man. Yeah. You know, kind of more laid back because I'm not in the game like I was. Mm-hmm. In the game like I want to be, but I try to keep the game clean right you know you know i changed the rules i changed the score mm-hmm. you know but we got a guy worthy out there he he's charging guys to play mm-hmm. you know he you know that's, that's not a good thing man right, right. not for the park right well know. look i mean i know you look at it at a certain way but to to the people who uh pass by it's sure is entertaining you know it's mm-hmm. a, it's definitely a, a landmark. Yeah, will certainly go down in history. I mean, it's already down in history, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's a great, great park. And even you know, like what Joey said about wanting that West Fourth Street environment at his gym, that says something. You know, like the environment at West Fourth Street is, is it's New York. Yeah, so New York. Ain't nothing like it. I mean, I, I've been to California, Detroit. Chicago, I went to they like major basketball courts. Mm-hmm. It's not nothing the same. like it. Yeah. I mean, we go to dream, we go to escape, we go to just like enjoy ourselves, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it, it's like, like Sherm said, it's like his drug, right? Yeah. And so, but it's like a positive, healthy drug, right? right. And so mm-hmm. that's like you know, it's a little weird at times. It's mm-hmm. very competitive at times. It's you know, yeah. rough and edgy. So it's like, and that's you know, yeah, awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on the New York's Got Talent podcast. No I'm really happy that we were able to get together. Uh, like I said earlier, the cage has been in my life in one way or another for my entire life, and it's cool to be able to like talk to to the you know the the main cast of characters. There. It made so him famous. He made famous. Butters famous. Made Butters, Butters famous. famous. Yeah. It made a lot of you guys famous. famous. Justin yeah. famous. You know. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Ryan, go ahead and take us out. Awesome. Damn, just.